And I'm Bobby. And I'm, yep, this could be a podcast and this could be a podcast. I'm coming in hard. Don't, don't even come at me. The, the Neil Young thing has just infuriated me to no end because it, it, it's, and it is almost a great, um, personification of what, what I myself being a hippie liberal, you know, have experienced this throughout this entire last, you know, two years now. And it's the people that are skeptical of the government. Don't trust any wars we've been in for the last, you know, up to, I mean, up last, what? 70 uh 60 sure. years now i mean going back to vietnam right mm-hmm. we're not going to trust the government we're going to uh, believe in free speech uh you know freedom of the mind freedom of the right. soul all this different stuff until they're effectively scared and then it's oh well no trust the government you're stupid if you don't go along with the group uh screw you know screw you deserve to die if you get covid right. and you're not vaxxed right. because goddamn you're just an idiot i mean I don't know if you've heard any of Howard Stern or Jimmy Kimmel's comments that they've made about the over, like the overrun ICUs yeah. and no, it's well, easy wheezy. You just uh, you don't get. Th- I mean, that's what Jimmy Fallon said or Jimmy Kimmel said. Yeah, I. But I, I don't. Here, here's the interesting thing, and I'd love to take your get mm-hmm. your take on this because you actually care about Neil Young. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyhow, yeah. uh, so my this is something that I listened to today. Okay. I heard about today. Cool. Is that. Neil Young sold off his half catalog. Of his, half his catalog. Half his catalog to Blackstone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a giant, you know, <laughs> conglomerate. Conglomerate. Yeah. Okay. We're not going to talk about that though. That's not been brought up, but at nope. all. No. Nope. And also that, you know, so ha- there's that, and now he's pushing people to go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amazon giant corporation which people do not like and you know think is the epitome jeff bezos is the epitome of greed and horrible yes. horrible capitalism in the way that klaus schwab sounds like an evil villain jeff bezos looks like an evil villain right the man and, cannot look more like lex luther and here's you know old neil, old young. neil young fighting you know, for the american uh, farmer fighting for the american freedom freedom keep all on rocking in, in the, the free, free world. world all that Hey Stop guys, children, what's that sound? Everyone look what's going around. Why doesn't everybody go listen to me on Amazon? Yep. You know, it's like, well, what's, what's what, really? It's, it's the, I wish there was a term or like a metaphor to be used and maybe there will be one, maybe there is one I'm just not thinking of or one that will come out of this. But mm-hmm. I mean, it is the ultimate virtue signal to have the storied career uh, in many ways, one right. of the most successful, if not the most successful protest artist, I mean, sure. throughout the generations. Yeah. Obviously, Bob Dylan in the 60s was a heavy protest artist, but then again, became at least more subtle yeah. and wasn't as, you know, in your face, you know. Sure. When when Neil Young writes, you know, this bud's for you and, uh, you know, keep on rocking in the free world. Yeah. I mean, those were contemporary protest songs, you know. Sure. And, and again, to juxtapose that with, I won't, I won't, I do not want my music catalog on your platform unless you take down this other person's, right? Uh, you know, free speech, essentially. I yeah, mean, right. if you don't limit their, their, I don't their like, show. I don't like their speech. So you can't have so mine. So you can't have mine. And I think Spotify, and I have a real big problem with Spotify. Well, but, Spotify is also, get this, another garbage company. Yes. 
And this is the thing. I was thinking about this today, and we'll come back to this, because, because like with this whole thing going on with Russia, mm-hmm. I, I love what we've been conditioned to think that just because there's a bad guy, the person opposing the bad guy is, is the, the good, good guy, guy right? right? And that's just not the world we live in. They can it, both be shitty people. Right. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, you know, Neil Young, you know, he's fighting the bad guy. Yes, Spotify is not a good company, right. but that doesn't make Neil Young a good guy. Like, yeah. Neil Young has done good things. Not everyone is 100% good and 100% evil. I I, th- I really I honestly think that probably once I understood that there is more money in this situation, mm-hmm. it, of course they would just sit there and go, okay, we're getting pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. right. at Spotify. Yeah. So we don't have a lot to lose here. Mm-hmm. But if we make a big stink- We'll get good PR. We'll get good PR. And can you agree that this is a meeting that happened? Neil Young didn't tweet this. I don't. I here's here's the interesting thing. You're is gonna that, okay. Is that this press release mm-hmm. was put up and then taken down within 12 hours? Well, it, okay. So I so there's a, I I question. Can I also give this bit much, of information to how you? How much involvement Neil Young's had? I don't know. Well, okay. We'll we'll, we'll circle back to that. But can I also give you this bit of information that will yeah. probably okay. I mean, it might it might influence your decision sure. the other way. Neil Young for the last at least five years that I know has made a major push to get all of his music onto his own archived website yeah. with uh, unreleased tracks, uh, uh, remastered tracks, live sessions. Like nearly, and I forget. Then, then it's all been dumped onto Amazon. Right, but he he had a concerted effort to make it his own thing. So you would go yeah. if you wanted to listen to all Neil okay, Young yeah. stuff the best way possible. You'd have to go to Neil Young's website to do this. Yeah. That was a concerted push that he's done yeah. for at least the last five years. And then that went and poof, gone away, and now it's all in on him. On all of it's on Amazon. But to, again, to go to your point though of the pennies on the dollars to Spotify. Well, who cares if you really are a Neil Young fan and you didn't know about this website already? Yeah. You would go to it. You're or you at least sure. be, uh, you would at least search it out, and it would be one of the top things to go to. I think this is some kind of corporate espionage, quite frankly. I, like between Amazon trying to help snuff out Spotify or, or cause and listen, Spotify's lost 20 percent of its market value uh-huh. through this whole thing. Uh, so that's you know it, it's dinged them. I'm not saying they're on the ropes, no, but it's dinged them. It's it's hurt them. Well, and, and I think their response has actually been great. It's like, okay, yeah. that's great. We welcome you back. Because he's done it before. That's the other thing, too. Like, this is not the first right. time that he's done it. Right. And that's where it is not just, uh, I love how you think, like, it's not a conspiracy theory on your end. It's just a, I don't a, th- I think a it's, Neil Young's a cog in a machine, but yet. I think, yeah. I don't think it's a conspiracy. I think there was a. I don't co- think corporate, corporate espionage is conspiracy. How about that? Does that make <laughs> sense? I think it's a, a I, I think a bird by any other or a rose by another name is I think that it's a, a flower, very whatever the fuck this thing overwhelming is. PR machine. I think that's what which Neil Young is a part of. I think he's yeah. I, how Young much is, how much is Neil Young I you know saying sitting there stroking his chin saying ah oh, yes this was was what I must do to get more monies. No. I, I I don't think that's it. I th- I think that there's well, a, a giant boardroom full of people saying okay hey what can we do? No, I think Neil Young believes he's right in this. That's the thing about it. That's yeah, the thing that goes right, into right. all this whole thing. Neil Young, I don't think, is going his like, man- I'm going to make more money. His managers- He, he and, told his manager something, and, and they, they were, ran went, the numbers. They ran the numbers, talked to giant corporate, and, yep. and corporate said, well, actually, hold on. If we tweak this, 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 and this, and this, we can leverage our Amazon deal, and that's going to like like even become but, even bigger, and we'll get a big giant PR banner it, over top of us. It's someone's talking about Neil Young for the first time in- Right. 20 years you know i mean the kids are i mean they're li- li- the legit meme of like when neil young says he's gonna pull his stuff off spotify and a bunch of kids go like who's neil young who's neil young i've right. i've been 
around that. I know yeah. that that is the case. Right. But also to going on with selling his publishing and everything, uh, selling half the publishing of his stuff. So how, it's, ha- it, it's half that. Okay. It's half his publishing, okay. right? But it's also bringing into question how much control over his publishing he actually has. I don't. It's like if if you know in any of our shows that we have with our channel that we we put out like how much control we have of saying i don't want you to run that anymore well once it's once it's out of our hands right. you know do they do we have any ability to say no take that off or mm-hmm. you know right. and again it that's only if spotify put up a fight spotify didn't put up a fight they're just like because they don't want to no, no because it's again how many people are listening to neil young versus joe rogan on spotify uh, right Here. which one has like millions upon millions of millions of dollars have been put into i'm guessing that I I have no way to guess how much Spotify has paid to Neil Young in the past five years. Mm-hmm. It's not twenty eight million or whatever the heck Joe Rogan's gotten. Yeah, it's not. The, it's not, not playing even, the same game. It's a totally different game. Yeah. Hey, and also the reach is not the same. Right. At a time, Neil Young had the reach that Joe Rogan has. No. At a time, absolutely, absolutely. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Millions upon millions of downloads. Yeah. Every single he sold millions upon millions of albums. He sold millions upon millions of albums. I mean, Harvest alone is. I mean, one of the it's still it's still selling. Yeah. So I mean, he's had a he has a very storied career and a it's, very loyal fan base. Yes, and I in that's but that's a it's got to be small, right? No, or it's ma- huge. Really? It's a huge fan base. Listen, I don't know. But this goes back uh, into is my he point. Bigger than fish. Uh, that'd be an interesting question. <laughs> That's that's well. I'm trying to put things in perspective here. Well, but that's I guess Neil Young would. In I, I don't know. If there's this ni- I, Neil Young army that is hiding in the bushes that I don't know about. It's not an army. It's just a very devoted fan base. I can well, tell you like, that personally. I'm, I'm like saying like Kiss Army. That's like the. Yeah. I'd say Neil Young's bigger than Kiss. How about that? Because okay. I think that's a way to quantify it. Like, Fish is a band that you follow, <laughs> and it's hard to like quantify exactly how I'm big Fish to, is. I'm trying right? to wrap my head around. It's like. If you don't have the record sales numbers to really wrap your head around it, then it is hard to like be yeah. like, oh, well, I mean, Fish went out and, you know, they played like 200 dates, you know, last year and they sold, sold out, out everyone, right? Okay, well, most <laughs> bands don't go play 200 shows a year, right? Most right. bands put out an album, sell millions and millions, or used to sell used millions to. of records, and then used they would to. tour for six months and then they would go write another album. That's how things would happen. But um, no, Neil Young has a very big fan base. Uh, He's not as big as the Beatles. He's not as big as Bob Dylan, but he's not far behind someone like Bob Dylan. Yeah. What about Joni Mitchell? And Joni Mitchell is behind Neil Young, but not. What about Bruce Springsteen's guitarist? I thought that was a weird thing. That's getting Steve Van Zandt. Uh, no, no, the other one. Oh, the... Uh, no, I th- I don't think it's Stevie. I don't think it's Stevie Van Zandt. I don't think the dude maybe... from Sopranos. No, it wasn't him. It was some other guy. I'm like. Or at least the the wait was it? It wasn't Tom Morello because Tom Morello played with that Bruce Springsteen, right? Yeah, he played. <laughs> when I saw Bruce Springsteen, Tom Morello was the guitar player for <laughs> Steve Van Zandt. Which uh, yeah, no, I don't think it was CB. I don't think it was. Maybe it is. I don't remember who it is because it doesn't matter. I didn't recognize a. I didn't recognize mm-hmm. her name, and I know Stevie Van Zandt from not only uh, the Sopranos, the Sopranos, but more so from uh, oh, what's the wh- show? Wh- what was the Netflix? It was the, it was the first. Original Netflix show was it? Lillehammer. Lillehammer. I thought they had there was an L and a hammer involved. Lillehammer. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it for the most part. Lillehammer. So I didn't finish it up, but anyhow, I think this is what this. But is. anyhow, like that's the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Joni Mitchell, she's throwing her weight behind. We'll him. start it off. Neil Young. Well, n- throwing her weight behind Neil, Neil Young. Young. Neil Young. 
Joni Mitchell. Mitchell. You could ask me right now, uh, Joni Mitchell song. I wouldn't be able to say any Help of them. Help me, I think I'm falling. Nope. Uh, and then Joni. That's uh, a shit. This is the shittiest game of name that tune <laughs> I've ever heard of. <laughs> but but to and, and then and then whatever Bruce Springsteen's guitarist, but it wasn't mm-hmm. ma- like his other guitarist. I don't. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was his bass player. I don't. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So I'm like, okay, so why are we getting wrapped up? What what's going on here? It's all well, and I think in I will go into not conspiracy theory, but I'm going to conjecture and think about like why is this a big deal? Because you know the, why is this a thing that's getting to the forefront, right? Because no one cared. You can agree that in the last two years, no one gave a shit about Neil Young, right? And in the oh, hundred percent, CNN had no reason to talk about Neil Young. hundred percent. Right? Well, except for his like shitty GMO album. Did they talk about that a lot? Uh, not a lot. No, they didn't really at all. Because he's been fighting, you know, for farmers' rights and stuff for a while, right. I and mean, for a little bit. I mean, and don't, and once again, don't take me t- talking shit about GMOs like in a joking way to say that Monsanto is also get this another garbage company. <laughs> they're they're a large garbage company. And again, Neil Young has not. Neil Young is not a giant piece of shit. I think he is a genuine. I think he has a genuine motive behind this because there's they've been effectively scared, which goes back to my point of like the people that Do you think he's just naive. I think he's kind of uh, he's very he's very removed from reality. So I he's think, naive. He's, he's he does, he's not. He's, I think I mean, he has a, he has a lot of money. He's not. Doing he lives in research. a bubble. He lives in a bubble. Yeah. And he I mean. I think it is one of those great social experiments that has gone on, regardless if it's planned or not, like it's happening, like where the the people that have just secluded themselves and like uh, what was uh, what was the street fighter Blanca? Was it the guy that just surrounded himself by televisions or like they put him in a, in a room full of oh, TVs? Yeah. Was yeah. it Blanca? I think so. Blanca. Yes. Anyway, the green guy, the green guy. Right. Yeah. And it enraged him so much that yeah. he could like, you know, be Hulk out a little yeah, bit. Right. Right. It was That's, a shitty. It was a shitty Hulk. It was a shitty Hulk, but yeah. the context behind how he became a shitty Hulk always interests me. And like, I think that's what's happened to a lot of people, where they've just secluded themselves, yeah. and then they've just watched the world through the television, right. right? And that doesn't that doesn't stop at like you know any socioeconomic status, race, creed, anything like that. Like it can happen to Neil Young, and it can happen to the guy down the street, you know, right. and anyone in between. And I think it happened to Neil Young where, and that's where the irony sets in where you're like, I have a 40, 50 year career that you've put together yourself right? and you've called for free speech, freedom of thought, you know, uh, Bobby free fighting, speech only applies to the government, fighting, <laughs> fighting the government, not believing what the government tells you, not believing in the unjust wars of the government. I mean, he, Neil Young right. wrote a whole album for Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, <laughs> And it was it was fuck the president, and they played it. Uh, what was his protest song? What was the? Because they did this. There's a whole documentary that they did. Um, hold on, Neil Young. It was fuck the president. I'm pretty sure is what it was. Oh yeah. Because they'd had they did, did a they documentary. Did they get a lot of airplay? No. So what they did? Um, let's impeach the president. That's not about Donald Trump. That's about uh, Nixon. No, it's about George W. Bush. Oh. Um, George W. Bush. Right. Let's go. Uh, it's CSNY because they put together a Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young tour <sighs> together. All right, they got back together for the first time in forever, right? And then they to put shit together, on George Bush. And they did it, and then they put together a whole. Um, they did a whole um, like documentary style, like following the concert and stuff like that. And uh, all the people when they started playing "Let's Impeach the President," which was about 
yeah. George W. Bush and yeah. the Iraq war and all that stuff. They get a bunch of people walking out and being like, fuck these guys. I'm never fucking listening to them ever again. Blah, 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 blah. Again, doing the protest thing, uh, protesting against a war, against the right. government, all this stuff, right? right? Against things that are like, hey, this is an unjust war. We shouldn't be here. They were in there for the wrong reasons. We were attacked by Afghanistan, yet we're in Iraq, blah, 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 all this stuff. Like, yeah. That's all thrown out the window once they're scared properly. And then it's still just trust the government. Everyone else that says anything else against the, uh, the, the government didn't say is misinformation and right. all this different stuff where it's, it's just so baffling to me that not 20 years removed from this, he's like, well, no, let's just trust the government. Let's say, why would they lie to us? You've been telling me since I was a child to right. not trust the right. government or anything they say. And it's, I, I, it's I think it's, it's, for me, I would find I find interesting is the media machine that is. I I think yeah. that I think they're trying to see this as a chink in Joe Rogan's armor. Like, well, and that gets back to another point here. That I think I think they see this as Joe Rogan. I think that's the bigger they, point. They they don't like Joe Rogan. They, they don't, don't like, like the his, money Joe Rogan's making. They don't like the money. They don't like his reach. Yep, influence. I don't. They don't like he that he will. I, I think they probably dislike the fact that he doesn't have like a solid line. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't, I mean, he has values and I think he has beliefs and everything, but when Joe Rogan says, Hey, if I get something wrong, I'll correct it. I, I will say I, I was wrong. Yeah. And I think they have a big problem with that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he holds himself accountable as compared to any number Anybody. of, <laughs> any number of large media outlets, yeah. which is, which is absolutely insane. And that's why, I don't know. I don't the fall of from grace that CNN has had mm-hmm. in my eyes is just gigantic. Like I think that, you know, previously before Donald Trump, mm-hmm. I think I'm sure they were they, they were slanted and they were they were also failing though too. I think yeah, they were mm-hmm. they were slanted I think as a large media corporation, yeah. they yeah. had a liberal bias, and that's. And but, I think since, I mean, since Obama, since actually. Well, I would say, I mean, well, I guess not so much with the Iraq War. I don't know when they really started after after there's that lovely honeymoon period after nine eleven where yeah, where everyone <laughs> was kind of yeah. We're that's all, why I think I think yeah. Obama is a safe right. time when they're like, okay, we're going to pick a lane. And yeah. no, I know. I think it was Donald Trump. I well, I think that I, I think it's easy for them to whether they steer into the median or not. Like right. I mean, or the <laughs> and the, so they amped up, and I think they leaned in hard with the anti-Trump regiment, mm-hmm. and then it equaled ratings. That's not. And hard. then when COVID happened, then they went. I think they went full bonkers. Yeah, I, they I, drove I, right I, off the cliff, and it's been ridiculous. And yeah. just seeing just full on outright rise. Now John of, Malone is buying them. I don't remember who John Malone is. Do I need to know who John Malone is? John Malone is, is a uh, media mogul yeah. and uh, a very avid supporter of Donald people, Trump. People call me a media mogul. Yeah. Did oh. you uh, help fund Donald Trump's inauguration? Uh, I thought about it. Thought about it. Uh, Didn't do it, though, did you? No. Well, that dude's buying CNN, which is why it's really funny to listen or watch like the shift yeah. that's going on. But. That, anyhow. Uh, anyway, to, to so your point, you're that, absolutely right. You know, that they. So to the point where now it's. An internet company, Spotify, which is a big company. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big they are in necessarily. They're big. Mm-hmm. They're big. They're a big tech company, but they're not a giant, you know, conglomerate that is owned, you know, also owned by Park Brockton and Gamble, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
because of that, they want it and they see that their influence is waning and they don't know what to do about it. So mm-hmm. they lash out. I think this is just lashing out. They say this is a way for us to condemn the outsider and mm-hmm. and uh, wait to shut them down try to knock down the outsider that is kind of coming at towards your gates because it, it really has to go it boils down to the money of advertising i mean right i mean that's why they also attack mark zuckerberg and facebook because facebook is taking a huge number yeah. of ad revenue from television television in general and so when you have when you have things like facebook and um to an extent, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has the audience. Facebook doesn't have the audience that Joe Rogan does. I, well, Facebook doesn't have like the solidified concentrated. Vision. They don't have. Con- a, they don't exactly, have. They don't it's have a concentrated a, thought, yeah. right? Or right. it's a concentrated idea, you know? Right. As compared to Facebook, which is just it's but, it's a different thing. But that's I think more importantly than if they agree with Neil Young and Joni Mitchell, it's more about taking down Joe Rogan. It's more about controlling right. that revenue stream then it really is even about taking down joe rogan yeah because they want just a piece of the pie they don't want to necessarily say spotify mm-hmm. is doing anything wrong they just want to say that they want a piece of it or they want it like split up yeah you know, they you want took a, a piece oh i think you're taking a piece of my pie which they're not i mean they're losing their own pie mm-hmm. just by being shitty have you ever talked to somebody that hates joe rogan that's never listened to joe rogan um, probably. I don't know. I don't have a lot of in-depth conversations about Joe Rogan these days. I just find it funny because I've only had a, a handful, but every time like, and it's, and it happened, it's happened organically where I'm, t- I mean, we have talked we've openly talked about, about Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan. We have friends that we've talked to yeah. like, Oh, like, Hey, they had this person on. It was like, Oh, you should listen. And this is years ago. I mean, this yeah. is years. This is gone. This is and not like I mean, a new phenomenon for us, but when we're sitting here and we're like, oh, that person was on Joe Rogan. And like, oh, yeah, I did listen. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I listened to that. Well, I, listen. yeah. And then when I bring it up to somebody that's like, oh, you listen to Joe Rogan? Like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I didn't I didn't attend a Klan meeting. I, if that's what you're getting at, you know? And I'm it's, like. It's wh-? weird. And then they go into like, well, he just spreads dif- disinformation. I'm like, have you ever listened? He listens more than he talks. Right. I mean. He really does a no, he, great he, job. He gives a platform for white nationalists, Bobby, and that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. All right. He, How can you have you know people like uh, not Mila Kunis? What's the uh, who's the who's the guy? Milo. Milo Giannopoulos or <laughs> Mila what, Mila, what's the guy's name? How <laughs> dare you give Mila Kunis <laughs> a platform? <laughs> that's the real atrocity. That's the. Real. I say that I love forgetting <laughs> Sarah Marshall. She's adorable in it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, he's got he's got wackadoodles. He's not afraid to have a wackadoodle on. Well, and I was just listening. He's not a wackadoodle, but uh, he's perceived as a wackadoodle. But I was just listening to uh, Jordan Peterson on yeah. JRE, and he. He was he was talking about the why people are scared of Joe Rogan or why people are attacking Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. he I think he made a good point and I'm not, not won't wax poetically and try to ex- say everything that he said but basically Joe Rogan listens to a person talking and is engaged genuinely engaged in their conversation mm-hmm. then he asks questions that are pertinent to what is being talked about <laughs> right all right and that is so far removed from anything that's on television anything that's on the mainstream media news yeah. you know there no one's ever ha- having a conversation that's not been mapped out you know six ways to sunday well, and, because right. everyone's been pre-interviewed everyone knows the answer to the question because they feel like they have to condense it that's i mean that's i mean sure, that's the thing but that, that but it is a thing that people are attracted to because they don't have it in any other form right. that's why podcasts in general are huge because so many conversations what are we doing right now we're having an organic conversation we did not sit down and talk about what we're going to talk about what do you mean i got my notes it says right here wheel of cheese <laughs> right in the notes man we pre-planned this out 
what are you talking about? Yeah, right. So I'm going to get to that. We and we're cheese, really, we're really bad at following our script. Then, okay, <laughs> we are. We we never we're go funny. back to it. Right. But again, it's something that people don't have access to, and it is refreshing when people see it. And that going back to the why CNN or even Fox News, why Fox News is lesser uh, has less problem with Joe Rogan. Because they line up in values wise in some way, shape, or form. Not really. But anyway, but I mean, <laughs> not really. Not when it comes to the vaccine. Yeah, exactly. Well, but, well not when but, it comes to a lot of things. But anyway, so my, I don't want to get derailed on Bernie vaccines. Sanders. Right. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Medicare. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was on, I believe. Joe Rogan. Oh, so really? I believe so. Um, uh, Tulsi Gabbard was on. Um, Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. Exactly. But anyway, it it doesn't follow their formula. It doesn't. It's something that is definitely uh, a. It is attacking them. It's something that's threatening their way of life. Yeah, I think, and so. that's. I think that's. I mean, that's where most of the story is coming out of. Yes, I think that's where, like, I'll, I'm going to say chest, chest bump. I mean, not chest bumping, chest thumping. Oh, you know, some, I thought you're going to talk about chess. Oh, chest. No, chest. You know, sitting chest. there like banging on their chest, yeah. saying, "Oh my gosh!" You know, like the saber rattling, if you yeah. will, mm-hmm. of the media. That's coming from that. Listen, fucking Neil Young put out a fucking press release and then took it down after 12 hours, mm-hmm. okay? That's what was put out. Now, how does that turn be turned into a gigantic story that takes over a lot of media attention? Well, there's and I think that logic though that you're having is the the same logic that you need to have with all these things, with all these different events. It's not, not nothing nothing that you see and we can just boil it down to mainstream media, okay? Nothing that you see on mainstream media right. is just going to be just because we have, well, this is our duty to say it. We have to just give you the information. Everything yeah. has an agenda. That's why I don't watch it, CNN or Fox News. That's, yeah, that's why I don't either. But yeah. but to understand that, though, that goes back to the Neil Youngs and the other people of the world have been properly scared, and people yeah. were properly scared before COVID. Tr- trust me. Like, they, yeah. I mean- the people when Donald Trump was elected, that thinking he was going to ruin democracy, that he was going to, you know, he's still ruining democracy. He's still ruining. He was going to. He was going to bomb North Korea, or you yeah, know, jerk him off, or one of the two. I don't know, or both. Remember that? Yeah, but and then then you go back to when Obama was in office. The other side thought that Obama was going to, you know, like ruin the country and become a socialist landscape. And it turns out they were right. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They tried. They it's tried. Joke. It's a joke. Tried. Okay, it's a joke. We're and then the only... midterms ha- midterms happen. That's the other thing. You just gotta. Yeah. People don't pay attention to midterms. It's fucking ridiculous. It's they like will this year. Well, they 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 won't though. Pe- people won't. Well, and this is the thing when Donald Trump got elected that pissed me off is that the amount of Republicans that didn't agree with Donald Trump or like Donald Trump, but they were just going to vote for him because yeah. he was the Republican representative. That's a problem, but trust me, that's exactly what's going to happen right. in the 2020 midterms is the Republicans are going to show up and it doesn't I, matter if you have a cardboard sign that says, you know, let's, you know, that's uh, the problem. I mean, like now is the time for Republicans. This is me putting my political strategist hat on like now. I know that for eight years of Obama repeal and replace you know what's like well let's even let they didn't they're like we're gonna repeal and replace obamacare we're mm-hmm. gonna take care of it and then zero plan i mean they, they had an idea mm-hmm. they had a zero plan now if they actually go through have a like legit if they have a plan and say this is our 10 point plan this is what we want to do well, this no is how we're gonna do does it. that joe no, biden still hasn't uh refunded everyone's uh or <laughs> reimbursed everyone's student oh, debt. yeah 
Like, no, no they're going to say a bunch. Of, no, pol- you're chasing a pipe dream for I, a politician saying, to come I'm, out with a no, clear, not, concise. Not, not a politician. I'm saying the party. Well, uh, the like the party platform. All is, the Biden has. All the Republican Party has to do is say, "Let's go, Brandon." That's all they have has, to say. And that's. I mean, and that's fine. We boiled everything down to memes. That's fine for the zealots, right? That's, you know, and that's. I mean, and that's what the you know 25 to 30 percent of mm. hard right. That's. I mean, it's what you said brought made me think of a something. It made me think of something with Joe Rogan. Okay, because. Okay. Not only do I think you're right, but it's a way to knock down Joe Rogan to get a piece of the pie, sure. you know, or to, you know that they're just going for the ad revenue yeah. or the ad share. But also, they can discredit him in the eyes of the people that have never listened to him before. So again, right. that person on the street right. that has never heard of Joe Rogan now associates Joe Rogan with misinformation, white supremacy. So any any politician that comes on Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. any kind of uh, you know. You know, any, sure. anything to do with the midterm elections, anyone that goes on there is going to be immediately associated with misinformation and white supremacy. That's, I mean, but that's been the case forever. That That's the case that. Then why did Bernie Sanders go on? Why did well, Tulsi no, no, Gabbard no, no, go no, on? That, why does Elizabeth Warren go on? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Elizabeth was, Warren went on. Did she? I don't yes. remember that. Uh, the idea, this must have been after the election because he only had Bernie Sanders on. He had Tulsi Gabbard on multiple times. Joe Rogan on Elizabeth Warren. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think she was on. <laughs> Jimmy Dore. Okay. Uh, yeah. She wasn't, but Tulsi Gabbard was. So, Tulsi Gabbard was. But Bernie Sanders was. There was somebody else. I thought there was somebody else. There was a number of people. Like I remember he said that Joe Rogan had said that he didn't want, you know, the number of people who want wanted to come on his show and said, I mm-hmm. want to be on your shows. He Maybe said, that was it. She, he said he didn't want her on it. Yeah. He's like, I, I really, I only want to talk to Bernie and that was it. And that was about it. The number he's like, I don't want to, well, he talked to, he talked to Tulsi Gabbard. She was on multiple times. I don't think she was on. Yes, she was. Tulsi Gabbard. While, was, while she was running. Yes, she was. I think it was after. No, it wasn't. I think it was before she announced her candidacy. And oh, I think this one I do now, but I want to, I'm pretty sure. She was on multiple times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One year, two years. She was on with Jocko Willick. I know is a so after she, no, she is a 2020 presidential candidate of the Democratic Party and is currently serving as a U.S. representative. Click on that link. It's going to take you to the show. You know, she was running. Mm. She was at, look. She's even dressed like she's running. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. You got me. You got me. You fuck. Okay. November 26, See, I'll, 2019. I'll allow it. All right. All right. We're even. We're tied. One okay. to one. You were right about Elizabeth Warren. I was right about Tulsi Gabbard. Sure. All right. Anyway, back to the point. Anyone that goes on the show, anyone that goes on this oh. show in the eyes of a percentage of the population is going to say, uh, just immediately assume that that person is a white supremacist or or I, a disinformation like it's, agent. That, it's an absurd number. I believe you that there's an absurd number of people out there who would say that. No, I'm just I'm speculating. Uh, I'm just talking. I'm just expanding upon. No, that that's been that's YCNN. been the brush that's been painted for a long time. Mm. You know, the idea of having Gavin Gavin McGinnis and uh, and uh, what's uh, Milo uh, Milo Milo Giannopoulos, is that it or yeah, or uh, like what's uh, what's the name? No, uh, uh, Infowars. Oh, Alex Jones. Uh, Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, they've been painting him with the brush that he is a far right nationalist mm-hmm. for a long time, say, pointing to those specific guests and saying, I cannot believe you're giving these guys a platform. And 
and then saying, hold on, have you ever listened to Joe Rogan? Have you ever heard him talk about all kinds of universal healthcare and, you know, things that are very, he's very left leaning on a thousand things. And, mm-hmm. you know, and anytime that he shits on the left, Fox News says, look at this boy. He's my boy. <laughs> exactly. As compared to anytime he says something left leaning, CNN doesn't go. Oh, look. This is our guy. This is our boy. Mm-hmm. Look at my boy. No, he's eating horse paste. <laughs> he's eating horse, horse paste. Horse yeah. Oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. full on. <laughs> just full on fucking. And then, like, de- like desaturated his fucking Instagram video. Did you see that? Uh, No, I didn't. No. Joe Rogan did. put out a side-by-side of, like, this is what it was aired on CNN. Man. Yeah, he is, I know he has a legit lawsuit against him. And this is what well, I put out on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they, like desaturated the video to make him look pale that's right and like gave him just a kind of slight slight bluish green tinge yeah. to him mm-hmm. and just graded it just ever so slightly mm-hmm. to make it and this was like oh well that's there's, that's there's complete, meetings that have happened that's complete manipulation of media mm-hmm. and same thing with i remember years ago years and years ago uh i listened to uh, I read an article about Photoshop mm-hmm. and the, the dangers of Photoshop when it comes to accuracy and what it's going to mean for misinformation in the future. Okay. And as an example, they showed it was a photo of Barack Obama and they changed his shirt in the picture mm-hmm. for some reason. Okay. I don't remember why. Like there was just an editor is just like, I kind of like he's got an ugly shirt on or something. <laughs> uh, I don't believe that. I think he's always had nice shirts on. But anyway, uh, for the, it was like him on vacation. It was like him on vacation, like uh, standing on on a on a on a balcony. Gotcha. And they changed like Wearing his shirt, a shitty shirt and changed his fucking shirt. <laughs> and people like and like editors and people got up on the arm saying, "Whoa, you yeah. are changing historical record record about a president of what he was wearing and what he's wearing, and mm-hmm. that's." dangerous and you shouldn't as a certified publication at a certified publication and the amount of bad pictures that are put out uh you know of i mean edited pictures and things like that mm-hmm. is just it's ridiculous uh, i don't know no you i mean and, and the perception i mean even of the instagram filters that the psychological uh, impact that that's having right. on people with viewing themselves as i forget what the filter is called but there's there's some filter that takes away all your blemishes and accentuates your your best features but uh yeah that's a horrible problem and also don't give you know the facial recognition technology to any of the companies that are absorbing that information and holding it on in a server somewhere no i want amazon to know exactly what i want to what i look like what you want to look like also what i want to look like what you so then when you (laughs) feel bad looking in the mirror and my Amazon mirror is gonna like that's it's gonna it is. contort my face. I was thinking, I <laughs> was thinking of an interesting idea for a movie, and it'd be a very, I think, difficult movie to produce, especially on our budget, which is nothing. Oh, um, we don't have a budget, not for this yet, but it's hey, an idea. Guys, hey, by the way, just uh, send us some money and pay bill. If you guys like, like this idea <laughs> for the movie, you know, send us some money, we might be able to make it happen. Yeah, I, I had this idea that I mean, it's not my idea, it's people have had this idea America's idea that you you see people differently like everyone sees like you differently this movie so, is called shallow hell it's starring Jack Black <laughs> no no but it's a uh, it's uh, we're gonna do shallow hell we're gonna do it right okay okay there's not gonna be a hypnotized uh, thing it, the world's gonna be aware of it all right that's gonna be we're, we're not gonna get Tony Robbins involved no we're not gonna get Tony Robbins here's involved. the deal 
any project I involved, <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to involve Tony Robbins. Just I'm just letting you know out of the gate. Wow, it's got to be. It's you be signed on the pyramid scheme the wrong way. Didn't listen, you? well, listen. Oh, uh, you know, uh, I get a cut of. <laughs> You know, I get a quarter of every Tony Robbins book that's sold, just FYI. Okay. That's why I'm rolling in it. That's okay. what I'm saying. So you do have funding for this movie. Well. So what it would be is that everyone- I got to pay a lot of it back to Tony Robbins and the Pyramid Scheme. But so. That's true. <laughs> Plus, you know, his commission fee. <laughs> and which, his commission. Which is <laughs> quite substantial. Yeah. But anyway, it's- so, it, But worth it. But it's everyone in but the it's world. Worth it. It's not just one fat Gwyneth Paltrow that is- uh, that's oh. going to be seen differently by Jack Black. It's everyone is seen differently by everyone. So mm. you see, okay. like the way I see you is different than the way you know, uh, you know, your wife sees you, or the way right. that your coworker sees you. So everyone's Hold different. On, which one? Which one are you in this one? What? You're not my wife, and you're not my coworker. No. Well, I guess. This am is... I your friend? <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyway, I see you differently. doesn't matter. It could be the person on the street, okay, too. Okay. Right? And that's where, I don't know where the story is, but it's just the idea where you're constantly looking at people differently. Mm. Maybe maybe a tinge of Cloud Atlas where there's like, I guess, intertwining storylines between people, but you have to figure out who they are because they look different in some way. Huh. I don't know. It just Did to be you a, like Cloud Atlas? Uh, I, like, I love the idea of it. I remember seeing the preview for it. I'm like, oh, wow. That's going to be cool. It was good. And then when you watched it, I was like, fuck. This is... I've rewatched that several times. I, re- actually, I just rewatched it. I've rewatched it within the probably last year and a half, maybe two years. I've rewatched it in the past month. It's still yeah. good. I, I like it a lot. No. I think it failed. I don't think it failed spectacularly. I think I, I I need to read the book now. By the way, just I need. That I think it. yeah. I think that was the. I remember that was the initial thing. I'm like, I remember. I think the book is going to be much better. But then I remember hearing it. that this it was one of those books that everybody's like. Thanks for shitting on my idea. By the this way, this will be impossible, impossible to translate into a film. And I think they were right. I don't think they're right. I enjoy. I thought it was a really good movie. Uh, I I get what you're saying. Like, here's here's an interesting. So, I, I, the, I my brain immediately went to the shitty Bruce Willis movie called Looper? No, you fuck. Uh, is that the one where he is a uh, where uh, no, that's Joseph Gordon Levitt plays that was time travel? That was a time travel movie. Yeah, but doesn't he play like a, a Joseph Gordon Levitt plays a young Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, and they may give him a bigger furrowed brow. Yeah. Anyway. Anyhow, it was called. What was it called? It wasn't called Persona. It was called the uh, Jackal. It wasn't called the Jackal. What (laughs) was it called? Not Avatar. Uh, (laughs) What was it called? But it was everybody pilots their own robots. Oh, okay. Yes. Everybody has like their perfect looking. Go on, robot, right? That they pilot around. Yes. In in the world. Mm-hmm. Go on, keep describing and, it. I'll look it up. Go look at the camera. So I know I I'm working on it. So everybody has like the most picturesque look for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like it's Bruce Willis from 1982. Die Hard is back. No. Nope. Uh, no. 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 Don't look. No. I'm gonna find and, it. I know. Uh, but in reality, he's schlubby. You know, mid 50s, mm-hmm. balding, white haired. So Bruce Willis. I know my idea doesn't have uh, like a storyline through it, but it, and I, it's surrogates is what you're thinking. Surrogates, of. that's what um, But it's also, I, I want to take it like an, an everyday, like uh, it's not your perfect version of yourself. Like you're actually mm. searching for someone that sees you as your perfect version. That's what you're kind of doing. Or people treat you differently and you don't know how they treat, 
like how you would treat somebody that like i don't know looks pretty versus looks ugly right. like and do certain people treat you differently can you deduce what you really look like hmm. like because how you see yourself is how you see yourself right that doesn't necessarily mean that's who you are this is my thing ready for this man okay okay i'm gonna blow your brain just a little okay. bit like we all know what the color blue is right man right you with me I've, i'm a big fan of andy warhol i know this so bit. right oh this is an andy warhol bit yeah man what's blue man and then my what i th- looks like blue it's actually my green yeah man you you think your blue is my do green? you not know that's what the whole in, behind the whole andy warhol why he paint the same picture four times with different colors no, I didn't. oh man anyhow that, that's the whole point of that. Yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. That's actually coming from the same culture that Neil Young came from. And <laughs> it was like, hey, man, you may have a different perspective of the world, man, than I do. So I think this is what but it is. But take Joe Rogan off the fucking Spotify. <laughs> I think this is what it is, though. Because he's hurting people. I, it's almost it's somewhere between you know surrogates, right? Surrogates, mm-hmm. but maybe a, a touch of they live uh, as well. A little bit, yeah. Okay, so we're ready for this. Less Everybody horror. has some kind of augmented... Uh, glasses on their eyeballs, no, right? See, I don't want no nothing about that. See, I love sci-fi, so I'm getting there. Okay, no. let me get, let me get around to it. But this is, this is but my point though to make it different than surrogates and make it different than shallow hell because there's no Tony Robbins involved. There's no glasses that you have to wear. Contractually, it's just I have to involve world, Tony Robbins. It's just how the world is operating. It's just yeah. how the world. It's like there's it is you normal. Everybody sees the monsters though. So the idea would be that everybody has like contact lenses that are augmented reality right so just immediately not listen to what i'm talking <clears throat> and about. so the idea would be that you could uh, like say i want myself to look as you know this is my avatar that as i'm walking you have would, zero control of it that's the difference of the movie but also like you can say have like certain people say i want you to see me as like a little bit taller or a little bit buffer right you with me so far no, because I don't, because you don't listen to me. Why would I listen to you? <laughs> I'm listening to you because this is all like, aso- not esoteric. What's the esoteric? Word? It's, you know, this ethereal, it's just this loose idea. Of it like, is a loose idea, no doubt. Of being able to like, it's. I'll give you this. How about this? Because I was listening to you. What if your image changes over time? And that's part of the, the it's, it has you nothing can, to do with, it has everything to do with your actions. How about that? Because I really, you want to stay away from, you know. I think the idea your surrogates idea, which I've never seen, but I've get, get the gist of it. It was it was cool because surrogates was but, cool because get ready for this, like nobody could die, so everybody was like launching themselves in front of cars and shit because he was a police detective. My my, you can die in this movie. And yeah, right. So, but the that's idea, why it's different. And there's no Tony <laughs> Robbins, so it's different than Shallow How. <laughs> so, but the idea of uh, being oddly able, enough, I do want Gwyneth Paltrow in the movie though. So. Being able to change like. How you see people, right? And then maybe also, I mean, like when I said, maybe they, change how you live. see people. Yeah, that's what I, I see. Like, I and I can sit there and say, based on your actions, <clears throat> I can sit there and say, okay, that guy, fuck that guy. Anybody, <clears throat> anybody that has a, I don't know, a low social credit score, oh. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna downgrade them and make them look dirtier than they really are, or or things like that. I want to remove the sci-fi from this because I feel I that's love, what it's already I been done. Sci-fi. I know, but can we not just have a supernatural world that already exists instead of sci-fi? What about just a perception? Like it's just you're going into a weird version of reality. Well, then where we have to make it fantasy. If it's not sci-fi, it's got to be fantasy. <laughs> where everybody's taking, wow, you have a rigid, every, rigid. Everybody's taking potions. No, 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 no. We just go into <laughs> this weird tangential rings. world of of our current day reality. And then this, and everyone, you just, you're coming into it. Everyone has already accepted the fact that this is how the world operates. What? That everybody, I look at you different compared to everybody else? 
you match up with some people like we have a group of you know we like theoretically we would have a group of friends right and we all kind of see each other in a similar way right but anyone glow around us no 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 no. you just like it's would really be more visual than anything else like you would get to know the character you would get to recognize the characters and who they are this goes back to the uh you know, threading, intertwining stories, Cloud Atlas style, but you would recognize the people over time as the same character. I think this is a short story. Might this be. Is a short, I think this is a 10-minute short film. Might be. That mm-hmm. might be what we only have the budget I, I, for. I, that's what we got the budget for. Because Also, if it's, a short, if it's a short film, I don't have to bring in Tony Robbins. That's the big thing. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I can cut him out. Uh, no, no, it would change over time. Like, And I'm, just, I'm flushing it out as I'm talking about it. But it's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you, when you look in the mirror, you see yourself as a version of yourself. But right. when your you know, significant other looks at you, they see a different version of yourself. Now, that's different than your coworker. That's different than the random person on the street, the right. random person in the grocery store. Maybe the person you know that you get coffee from, that you have a better, you know, that you know their name or, you know, they're not mm-hmm. just a random person. You see them differently they see you differently how that all plays out I, that i don't have any idea but there's no sci-fi glasses uh contact lenses yeah. alternate realities anything like that i do like the idea of just going into the world so yeah anyway. but then somebody's glasses break somebody's eyeballs <laughs> break <Christ>. right <laughs> also when this goes to the I, they live scenario right mm-hmm. Everyone's plugged into this big grid in there. The humans are actually just used as like big batteries yeah. to feed the uh, the giant machines that are actually running our lives. So the, and everything we see is actually just an assimilation. And, so, and then one of those guys is unplugged. And then they realize that there's just actually a real world underneath the assimilation yeah. that actually is, uh, you know, they have to learn how you to. You forgot the red pill part. Oh. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, Wait, oh, you, they should take a red pill to like go yeah, in yeah, from the assimilation. Yeah, that's yeah. okay, cool. Uh no, so they live the the la- the la- they live version of this. Yeah, every single billboard and ad is absolutely tailored to you, and it's just like sitting there. Will you see ag- it exactly. aggressively? Well, now that's a good commentary. <laughs> How about you see it as bullshit? Like if you if you see through bullshit, or you yeah. see it as a lovely like oh my god? Because I think that's I experience that when I watch commercials with people that mm. love commercials and I fucking hate them. And they're like oh that was really funny. I'm like god damn that's fucking stupid. Says the guy who's watching Parks and Rec and laughing. This is the guy that says 30 Rock's a good show. It is. No, Any, it is. Anyhow, so the, yeah, the idea of like, uh, somebody's glasses malfunction and then uh, they see. Stop it with the glasses. We're moving on. It's not glasses. or It's contacts. Or it's, it's actually, it's a full-on fucking. It's their fucking, human experience. Yeah, but no, it becomes normalized that everybody has to have implants in their eyeballs. No, and no we're moving on. No, it's. Let's it's, move on. And it's been sold by Amazon. <laughs> no. I don't want any glasses. I don't want any sci-fi aspect of it. You just want to see, you want to have a normal story where every time you see a character, it looks different. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you figure out that that one person that looks different the entire time is actually the same person. Oh, I don't know. I have anything to do with the story. I just have the idea of what I want. <laughs> I just have the idea of the story. I have many more flushed out ideas, but I like the idea of normal day to day life. And you're just running into different people, and you're and everyone realizes you as the audience member are figuring it out. The everyone else is just operating as like it's the normal. Always sunny in Philadelphia, where they the, the Halloween, no, the Halloween episode where they go from everybody's point of view. Sure. And D becomes a bird. Sure. Sure. <laughs> D becomes a sure. <laughs> yep. That's that's, that, that's closer <laughs> than any other example that's, you've. That's given. what you're yes. talking about. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I do think is one of the best. <laughs> it's always sunny episodes because. Because that is one of the the points of It's Always Sunny is that they are just living in a delusional world. Yeah. For sure. No, that's probably the closest of all the examples you've given. (laughs) 
I'm not saying I had this original thought that it was no, like I'm not saying, no one's I, ever I, done I, this at, before. At no point, at no point did I say that. Yeah. But that I, that would be the closest one. Yeah, everyone's perspective would be completely different. I knew Charlie you. beat the shit out of the <laughs> the waitress's boyfriend and yeah. fell in love. Or was it? And the, I did. I I bet that's seductress. Exactly. Yeah. I wonder. Yes. Also, their uh, what was it their uh, high school reunion? Yep. <laughs> Another one. That? Yeah. 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 Maybe I'm. Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm just ripping off. It's all. I, I don't. I'm. I don't think I wanted, we're ripping off anything. No. Okay. Don't put words in my mouth. Yeah. Okay. Well, that you would have, be more plausible than me ripping a, off surrogates, which I've never seen. Oh, uh, yeah. it was uh, Surrogates was uh, not a good movie. No. But it, It's Always Sunny is a good example because, again, like I do think there are elements of the world that are that are like right. that where in, in, I think the the human mind is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And so they I think people can actually live in that world of like, oh, yeah, man. Like, oh, she's really into me. Oh, she's uh, she was totally down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like that's how a lot of things happen in the world honestly mm. yeah yeah like when i say i th- i'm pretty sure everybody likes me mm-hmm. i believe that yeah they probably don't I, I mean it depends on how many people you ask yeah right how oh. many people do you ask on a day-to-day basis if they like you or not mm, 20 25 really like that <laughs> your co-workers <laughs> with or just random people just on the street wow <laughs> i just go up and berate people on the street. <laughs> do you hey like you do you like me do you like me? They're like, oh man, this this mentally impaired person <laughs> has asked me three times this week whether or not I like them. I'm just out here walking my fucking dog at the yeah. same time every day. I don't like your dog, but do you like me? Do you like me? That's me. Yeah. That's, how, that's how I sound in my head, by the way. Just really? Like, no, that's not true. Well, that's interesting because I was recently- I'm very suave. I recently did a, a like a voiceover thing for some friends of ours for a video they did. Yeah. And- Listening when, to your own voice, right? Well, I've always hated the sound of my own voice. Yeah. That's why I have a podcast and was a musician forever. Uh, <laughs> um, no, yeah. I do. I like I when I was singing, like when I was becoming a musician and stuff like and coming up. I'm like, well, I don't want to sing. No, because oh. couldn't sing, and then learned how to sing, and I'm like, oh, I still don't like the sound of my voice. It's fucking stupid. I like when other people sing, and I'll just do that, and then mm-hmm. you know, bands fall apart. That and didn't shit. work out. And I'm like, I guess I have to sing. I guess I have to sing now. He yeah. says with a heavy eye roll. Bur- bur- I, it is a heavy eye roll. I don't I want to. Yes, I'll do it if you guys don't want. We're in G. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Follow me for the changes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> for the changes no but i in like you know doing the podcast editing the podcast because god knows you'll never do it oh um, yeah <laughs> no i'm just like i don't enjoy the sound of my own voice so when we have right. these friends that are doing uh they're doing an unboxing video for a local company and the and they're like hey would you do the voiceover for this unboxing video i'm like and then you'll see that you can Why? look at this styrofoam piece. Look at this. This looks... Like it was really fucking weird and awkward to this do. This sleek. This sleek but, metal device. But so I'm like, cool. I have no idea. Like, I'd, All right. I would not choose me to do the voiceover for your unboxing video right like i could do a voice if i need to but it's not my voice that i talk to you Ooh, and all the here time here we go you know yeah, let's i could do a pretty good, good donald jump obviously pretty I, good you keep doing it okay you keep it's doing it good it's, it's better than alec baldwin's and i've never shot anybody so um oh my god that alec baldwin in that in that fucking uh uh what's it called delorean documentary was so bad it was so bad we'll circle back it was not good well, okay. Well, then we'll circle back. No, I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Framing DeLorean. Anyway, that goes to my point. It's on of, Netflix. Like maybe my voice to them sounds different than it sounds right. to me, and I think that's a shared human yeah. trait that my everybody hates everyone's the, everybody hates the sound of their own voice. Right, and that is based 
on audibly how you hear yourself through the resonance of your own head and through yeah. your own ear canals yeah versus how everyone else hears it so it's a, it's a similar approach to it doesn't take supernatural sci-fi uh you know devices to understand that general concept okay and what are the same principles applied to sight instead of sound that's where it came from hmm that's what you're thinking about yeah because we do we can all agree do you can you agree that you think your voice sounds different than how other people hear your voice uh, or that yeah. it's weird even to hear your own voice. Uh, I've I've moved past that, <laughs> and you have to. In the past ten years, in the past ten years of yeah. the work I've done, I've had to move on and just yeah. not getting over to the sound. And quite frankly, I've come to love the sound of my own voice. Quite frankly, no, that's not true. Oh my god, I still so sound true. I still sound so fucking dumb. I mean, I do. I love talking into a microphone. Just I I enjoy it. There's just there's a sense of power. I know. Yeah. I actually like talking to you through a microphone than I do that I do just in general oh. life. You know. Oh. I mean, it's just, it seems better. Because it's, oh, I sound better? No, no, it just seems easier. Like, I, I sound, can mute oh, you, and that's fine. <laughs> fucking rude. Rude. Uh, There's no mute I, I don't know, like, as far as, how would you build a story around that? I, oh, I, I don't, I, and we and don't need to and I, speculate. And I, and I think that's the, I think that's the rough part. Yeah, no, we don't need to speculate. I'm just saying that's the, gen, that's the approach that I would have for it. That's why this is a more of a Black Mirror episode with augmented reality. That's that's what it sure. is. Sure, sure. Do you I'm like not Black Mirror? No, I don't like Black Mirror, actually. I've tried a couple times to get into it. You didn't like that one about the guy fucking the pig? No, I didn't understand why, like, I mean. It was about social media. Yeah. And media, like, control. Yeah. That's what it Oh, was I got about. it, yeah. Did it's, you get it? Yeah, I got it, yeah. Did you get it? It wasn't very hard to get, yeah. I always loved the idea that that was like the first episode mm-hmm. was the prime minister having to fuck a pig. Mm-hmm. Like that's what you, when you're coming out of the gate, you're coming out with that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not like an easy thing to, do you think to do? And I agree. And I agree with the point. I think that's very valid, but the amount of times like this has happened, I think to everybody yeah. a lot is when someone tells you, Hey, you have to watch this show Yeah, or you, ha- Oh my God, it's so good. It's yeah, so I good. Really, I really enjoy right? black mirror a lot. Okay. Then that's great. Like I can tell you, like, hey, I started watching the QAnon HBO documentary. Right? Yeah, you mentioned that. And it, was, it was good. It's good. Like I, yeah. I've only got one episode in, but I, you know, I appreciate how they're handling it. I think they're setting it up interestingly, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. I'll continue to watch us. If you want to watch it, great. You I'm know, not telling you have to watch it. Even yeah. if in, even if you did have to watch it, even if you did watch it, don't you think it's already skewed by the fact that I said it's really good? Um, I like I go back and forth on this, right? Okay. I, I want to have, I mean, there's people that I trust and opinions I trust, and opinions where our views on on media and content, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we align a little bit more, mm-hmm. right? We align, we align on it, and I so I can sit there and say your your taste on in things is similar to my taste in things if you liked it then mm-hmm. there's a good chance that i'll like it as well mm-hmm. um as compared to i'm trying to think of uh, some other some like a movie reviewer everybody should go out and find a movie reviewer that they like or they are in sync with i'm not saying that it has to be like someone who is like mainstream or that is you know highly regarded as far as with you know of what people think is the best right Mm -hmm. you know i'm not saying like you know the best movie critic i'm saying find one that aligns with your tastes okay and listen to them that and that's what i do with my friends there are like some people where i'm like 
Of course you're going to like that movie. You would love that movie. I, I But mm-hmm. I know for a 100% fact that when you say that you really like the movie, I know that I'm going to think it's dumb as shit mm-hmm. and because of X, Y, and Z. And that's fine. Is that not a valuable movie critic as well? What's that? To say, when someone says, oh, you'd love this movie and you know that of course you would love that movie. Of course you would love that thing, that TV show. Yeah. That's exactly why I don't watch it is because I know someone like you is the reason why I don't mm. watch it. Like, Oh, are, are they, are, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, not uh, I'm not even juxtaposing that. I, I'll tell you an example that the opposite of that happened. Okay. My, uh, my grandma, my stepmom's mom, so yeah. my step grandma, but for lack of a better word, she's my grandma. When we're the Millers came out, I saw the preview for that. I'm like, God, it looks so fucking stupid. Yeah. Looks fucking stupid. And my grandma, who's very clutching her pearls, oh my God, yeah. told Katie and I, like, oh, you know, what movie you guys would like? Oh, we just saw We're the Millers in the theaters. Uh, you guys would love it. It's so good. And I'm like, great. Yep, exactly. You would love that kind of movie, yeah. whatever the fuck. And then we watched We're the Millers like years later. And I'm like, I cannot believe that she went and saw this and liked it. Like, that's right. a little more indicator and a little more on me that I'm like, maybe I don't know her. Or maybe she's not showing her true self as much, but that's probably what it is. That's probably what it is. But again, it's one of those things where she's a little saucier than you thought. A little saucier than I thought, exactly. Because I'm sorry if you find the movie with that many that many raunchy jokes. I mean, I'm pretty sure testicles are swollen. Jennifer Aniston does a lap dance, and uh, there's some other things in that movie. I mean, it's all about drug running too, which would she would have a huge problem with as well. Anyway. But there's also another examples of like, oh, would you watch Big Bang Theory? Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Like, <laughs> right. No, no, Here, you're here's, wrong. Here's the deal. My wife and I, mm-hmm. we do not have anything close to the similar taste in in media. Like, that's just, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I've grown to accept that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she likes a bit the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. At all. At all. At all. <laughs> That's fine. When it's like, hey, we need to watch a movie, I say, okay, I need to temper my expectations. I'm not going to make my wife sit down and watch, I don't know, The Lobster or- uh, Which we did watch. That thing was fucking horrible. I loved that movie. Anyway. Uh, I really did. Like, Ooh, it was rough. I enjoyed that movie a lot. Or, you know, any number of things. Mm-hmm. Any, so anyhow, I, I know that, so I tempered my expectations. Do you just let her pick the movie then? Uh, eventually, <laughs> what is eventually? <laughs> eventually, after like, trying, after or? I sit there and shout out fifty movies. The, this happened the other night. It was like, yeah, like, tell me about she's it. She's like, uh, do you wanna, let's watch a movie. I'm like, okay. And it's like going through absolutely like this, 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 this. No, no, no. I leave the room and I come back in and they're watching Adam's Family Values and it was just like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're watching. All right, th- that's that's fine. I haven't watched this film in a long time. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we watched it, and it was because Adam's Family Values. That's the sequel, right? That was the sequel. Yeah. You know, I just like, and I remember listening to. I listened to a screenwriting podcast it's called Script Notes mm-hmm. with um, John August and uh, Craig Mazin. Okay. A uh, couple of yeah, you've talked about yeah, it before. I mean, I mean, they are like working friends of the show. I don't know if they're friends of the show. Yeah, they are. I mean, we're pitching their fucking podcast, so might as well oh. be, right? They don't need our help. Well, 
I they mean, have it. Neil Young needs our help. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young's a friend of the show. I mean, sometimes you disagree uh, with your friends. And it, at one point, they mentioned something about it being like those, like a really solid script, or they watched it and they were like, "Oh, how, oh my gosh, I forgot how funny this was." I, that was like loose rattling in my brain as I was watching. As this. you're watching it, because like every like three minutes, there would be like this one-liner gag that just made me laugh. Like mm-hmm. uncontrollably, like uh, so gen- uncontrollably. La- un- well, I- laughter. You chuckled. Laughter is involuntary. So it is true. And I did, right. and I laughed. I said, there is, so Joan Cusick is the femme fatale that shows yeah. up to babysit the new Adams baby, mm-hmm. and uh, Gomez Adams, played by Raul Julia, mm-hmm. just comes up, and he's you know all dapper Dan, and he says, "Oh, mon chéri," and you know kisses her, and he's like, "Well, aren't you a lady killer?" And he goes, "Ha, oh." Acquitted. <laughs> that's good. Right? It's just like, and I don't remember that joke as a kid. Yeah, that's one of those things you don't. <laughs> and know. as soon as I just, I started laughing at that because I thought it was just, it was like it, the timing was very good. Yep. It was very simple as a joke. Yeah. But still, like, very humorous. Yeah. And my kids were like, "What?" It went over their head. <laughs> Why is this funny? And you just watch, <laughs> watch it twenty years down the road, kids. Like, ah, acquitted. <laughs> yeah. It's just like. Perfect, and it's like, oh, well, this is very funny. Anyhow, so yeah, Adam's Family Values was enjoyable. Yeah, I, mean, I would venture to say Adam's Family Val- Adam's Family Values would be one of the better movies that you could pick randomly. You know, I, I yeah, I don't remember what else I pitched, but because I, I I I do the same thing with my wife. Like we'll go through when we're watching a movie, and we 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 mash up on a lot of the mo- a lot of the same yeah. things. Like, or we can settle on something. You know, there's obviously things where it's like. You're going to watch this on your own time. I'm going to watch this on my own time. When I watch Tim and Eric's awesome movie, I'm like, this is going to be billion a million dollar movie. movie. Billion dollar movie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this, this, I'm not going to make my wife sit there and watch this movie. And I didn't thoroughly enjoy Shroom, it. Shroom, shroom. What's, what's, what's the scrim? What's the, what's the, what's the weird like Scientology? Oh. Sh- scrim, scram, scram? It's scrim, I think. Scrim, scram, yeah. scram. Yeah. But it's super fucking weird. But again, I know this about our relationship and everything <laughs> like that. So you're, tr- you know, when you're trying to do this, but again, like when we when we settle on something, or I can't think of the last we watched a few movies recently. But Jackal. We watched. I showed her Jackal, being like, "Hey, you'll love this movie." And it's got it was young okay. Jack Black in it. Yeah, it was okay. It didn't like really live up to the hype. And also Bruce Willis. Oh yeah. Remember that? Being multiple different people. But again, it's one of those things where when people recommend something to you, when people right. say like, even it's exacerbated by the the streaming platforms and everything, and everyone's watching something different. So yeah. everyone's always saying, hey, you got to watch this next thing. Oh, the, did you see this thing? Did you see this thing? I'm a big fan of the Righteous Gemstones that's going on right now. I got to get to that. I And I know, like I told you, it's a great show. And I, I, mean, I know I listen, I, world, watched, I watched the first season mm-hmm. and it didn't. I mean, it was it was good. Mm-hmm. It was good, but not like, oh boy, oh fuck yes! Second season, here we go. But I, I gotta think, I gotta make appointment viewing on this right now. But isn't it nice though to have a show that's just like, oh yeah, that thing's coming yeah. back. Oh, that's great. Like when Glow wasn't when coming Glock, back. That's, when Glow left, I was like, I'm like, ah, ah. fuck, damn it! I like that show. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. I wish someone else would pick that show up. It's not like, oh my god. What? Oh, we're, we're not going to yeah. figure out what's happening. Like it, it's okay if a show is not the greatest right. show ever, right? Right. And it, it's also my problem with shows like The Wire or Mad Men or even Breaking Bad. Mm. Like 
where it's the best show ever. It's like not everything can be the best show ever. Sometimes yeah. it's just a good show. And we're experiencing it right now with Yellowstone. Like Yellowstone is a good show. It's a fi- it's a fine show. Like it is a little soap opery or yeah. soap opery like at times. It's closer it's closer to Sons of Anarchy in it. I having watched maybe one or two episodes oh, of Sons of Anarchy, oh. like oh, okay. I can't really speak to that. I watched the totality of Sons of Anarchy. So I've yeah. I've heard comparisons to that as well. I I um like we soap the soapy bits. The soapy bits like but again like they can they can ratchet those up. The soapy bits are filler by the way. That's all it is. Soapy bits yeah. are all filler. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. But I'm saying like so so Yellowstone is a good show. But when okay. you hear everybody talking about it, like we really has happened, like in just the ether <laughs> oh, when sure. you're out, like, oh, did you watch Yellowstone? Yeah, Yellowstone. Oh my god, it's crazy. I'm 100 percent on board where you're at. Where it's like, well, then fuck you. Yeah. yeah if you, if everybody and their mother is sitting there proclaiming the glory of this thing, then fuck you. I am not fucking because I am not gonna fucking listen to that fucking horseshit. It might as well be the Big Bang Theory at this point. Fuck <laughs> you. There are elements of that, and I have to and I have to fight that because I did that in high school with metal. Like metal was very much like like I'm, new metal. Yeah, new metal. Like, I was in high school when new metal Life became was huge, and I was it was it was like fuck corn, fuck Limp Bizkit, fuck uh, Seven Dust, fuck Slipknot, fuck all these stupid bands, fuck these guys. It's not real metal. Fuck Kid Rock, all this bullshit crap. Just give me Pantera. Just give me yeah, give me Pantera, give me Megadeth, Metallica. Yeah. That's the real stuff. Yeah, there's the real stuff, and it, this. But that was the culture that second was second wave metal is just bullshit. That was the the culture though that was created, and I was not alone in that. But uh, I remember listening to Corn's, uh, uh, I think Corn self titled, and I was just mm. like, "Hmm, that's actually pretty damn good." Yeah, I guess Freak on a Leash is not that bad. And then you know, Slipknot, Slipknot came out, and it was like, "Well, fuck, hmm, that's pretty good too." <laughs> fuck Limp Bizkit, but anyway. Um, so I try to always keep that in context, yeah. like because again, I don't want to hate something just because everyone likes it. Yeah, but also there is a certain level of that. There's a certain level of like, well, can it be that good? Have you watched Succession? Because it's essentially the same show, but set in you know a city instead of a uh, Montana ranch, and it's also better acted and a better story, like and better written. Like, and it, it's like so much better. The written. writing is so tight. The mm-hmm. writing on Succession. I like. I haven't made my way through his third season yet, just because. I don't know, like, I'm I, not to say that I'm not feeling it. It's just I'm not like in the right mindset. Like, I'm not. You have to pay attention. I think you hit the nail on the head. I, I got. You pay have att- to pay attention I have to, to pay it. Attention. Yeah. Speaking of paying attention, I finally watched Tenet. And, oh yeah. And so I was like, well, f- like I was getting kind of frustrated, and I was just like, motherfucker, what did you do, Christopher Nolan? You're pissing mm-hmm. me off. I, I'm having a hard time, fucking fighting like how much I have to think, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. I can't I'm trying to piece this together and I can't piece it together and at the end I'm like okay I can't piece it all together yet mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna have to watch this like two more fucking times I think we watched it twice I mean uh, I, I I I think I thought it was good I like and the thing is I just for me I need to understand rules of a universe like a world like you need a contact lens to justify the no, site no, you're seeing. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I'm giving no, you a context. Yeah. No, like, I'm saying like, I need to have some rules laid out to me. But they're throwing you into a world in Tenet and, that and you they, don't understand and, the and, rules. And, and I noticed that like like the first 45 minutes, I'm like, okay, um, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, like, how, how is this working? What's going on? I don't, like, I need a little bit more context. And I got some more context. And then I'm like, that doesn't, but it wasn't explained. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it was context that was unexplained. And then yep. it was like, then I got some more context with a little more explanation. And it's like, I thank you, Christopher Nolan, for not treating me like a child. Mm-hmm. Where I like, oh, we need to watch this 15 minute orientation video about, you know, inverting our time. Here <laughs> yes. we go. Yeah, okay. Right. Before you go, let's let's go ahead and do this. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's your orientation. Let's get a, well, we can flip through these slides real quick. But this one, you got to pay attention to this one. And then this slide. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read a word for fucking word. Yeah. This is really important. You know, th- yeah. that didn't happen. Yeah. And I appreciated that. Yeah. In the context of a movie, by the way. In, in the context like, of a- All that presentation <laughs> happens within a movie. <laughs> like, really poor dialogue like, tells you exactly, exactly what's how, happening exactly as it's how playing out. Well, you see here, this is how you actually do this here right now. Well, because this happens. Exactly. But, and then, but then there's other times where it's like, your rules don't make sense. And, and, I, mm-hmm. and I feel, I'm going to go ahead and give Christopher Nolan a long leash. We call him Chris here. Uh, yeah, right. We call him Chris, friend yeah. of the show. Sir Chris. He's not knighted yet. But he but will he be. be. He will be. <laughs> Ever since. You remember when he got his foot stepped on by Will Smith at the MTV Music Awards? No, I don't. By a that. horse. Oh, no, really? <laughs> will Smith was walking down the aisle on, on a horse, horse for a while, while for West. Wild Wild West. And Christopher Dolan was there for what reason? Memento. Oh, Memento. <laughs> he, was getting to, he was there for a Memento. And Just waiting on that <laughs> moon man. And he fucking got his foot stepped on by the fucking horse. <laughs> it's just like, and he went up and he received, he was like, yeah, I'm fucking got stepped on by a fucking horse. This is fucking horse shit. So yeah, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Christopher Nolan a really long leash. He's got a great, I mean, I love, I, I enjoy him. I think as far as a filmmaker that I sync up with and I, mm-hmm. lo- and I really respect and enjoy. Yeah. I mean, out of all the Christopher Nolan movies, I can only think of one Mm-hmm. That I didn't like, and that was insomnia. Outside of that, yeah, I like I've legitimately loved every single one of his films. Um, so I'm gonna give him like, like a really, I'm like, I'm giving you a long rope here. I'm mm-hmm. gonna do it. Uh, as compared to, um, I'm sure there was a movie called Lights Out. Do you remember mm-hmm. this movie at all? Not necessarily, but you talk about it. It was like up. James Wong, a uh, Wan, James Wan. Okay. Um. It was about like a ghost that it was based off of a short film. No, I've never seen this movie. It was based off of a short film where like when it was like a shadow, like coming to chase you. Okay. And they would turn, somebody would turn the light off and then the shadow would creep up and then they turn the light on and the shadow would disappear. Right. Okay. And so they made a whole fucking movie based on like they made an hour and a half movie based off of like a, like a four minute short. Right. Uh, a four minute spooky shirt. Right. It's like, oh, okay, that's fine. But none of the rules made sense. Like, and not, none of the rules like were explained. Um, I was like, oh, so the ghost thing that chased them over here is now over here. So how does, how does the ghost thing like, travel. How, how does it travel? Is it latching onto the mm-hmm. car? Is, can it fly? Like what's going on with this ghost thing? Mm-hmm. Nothing was explained. Nothing made sense. There's no rules. The rules broke down like yeah. after literally thinking about it for half a minute. Right. Taking yeah. a four minute movie and expanding uh, it into mm, a full feature right. length. You need rules. And like I enjoyed like the spooky elements of Lights Out. But that's why most people are watching it then. Though, right? Because they don't really care about how it's doing it. But they but they want the <gasps> But they're the rules in it. The rules in it work. Right, and I'm sure after rewatching Tenet five more times, I'll have a better understanding of the rules 
and how things are working. Cause I just, I felt like I'm like, uh, uh, I'm sitting here and watching like the final, final big payoff scene. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, hold on. What the fuck? Hold on. What? Hold on. What? Like literally every five seconds. And I'm guessing that for the majority of like the viewing public while watching that movie, they would be like, this is frustrating. I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was confused. I was frustrated, mm-hmm. but. And you took anatomy in high school. Oh, right. And I'm <laughs> smart. I think. I think I'm smart. Well, here's the other smart interesting point. Smart enough to take anatomy in high school. Here's, and this can tie back to Neil Young, too, because it's when you when you enjoy an artist, when you enjoy. And yeah. hey, congratulations. Nathan was called an artist over the weekend. By, <laughs> um artist i don't remember who said that so, no, no. um a, a bar owner in prairie du chien oh, right, called right. nathan an artist and yeah, I called that. us an artist but nathan <laughs> was involved in the us so <laughs> i got that going for me it was uh After it was a big moment for him told I'm not an artist. yeah no well now that's not the case anymore you're officially an artist so welcome to the club yeah um i'm really Thanks. happy for you i'm really proud of you do um, i get a pin it's in the mail um, okay. You have to make it yourself, but it's Tony Robbins did the same shit. I, I no commissions on being an artist, though. <laughs> so, um, but when you know, it especially happens a lot with bands, and I'm and I think the same logic can be applied to filmmakers. Tony Robbins, no, no filmmakers. Oh. So you know, when a when a band comes out with like you know the first like two to four albums, so let's even give them that, right? Oh wow, that's and, a long leash. Well, the two to four albums that you're like. Yes. All right. I love this band. Yep. Every yeah. time they put out an album, I'm like, yep, I love it. Great. Good job. Different variations of the, you know, same thing, or you, you just like it a lot. Same thing with directors, you know, similar yeah. leash, two to four movies. You're like, yep, absolutely. Yeah. After, uh, you can easily say after four movies, probably after two, you can say like, I like this director, right? Yeah. I like their, their style. Yeah. Right. But when you get into the 10 range, you know, when you get close to double digits, sure. You're going to, you're going to, see like well i don't like everything you know it's or like you know sometimes they did they tried something and it didn't work or sometimes they tried something and it did work right yeah so and at some point you have to just i always give a band a a long leash to say like hey you've earned the right to try everything you put out like neil young's a great example weezer Weezer, well, Weezer doesn't fucking try. <laughs> no, Weezer's Weez- not trying. No, Weezer just they just stay in their lane and they do what they want to do. Not that they're not talented, and I don't enjoy. You their didn't music, like Ratitude, but no, they tried early on. They actually did the no, Ratitude. No, 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 no. That's a later album. No, the, what what they did with like uh, Pinkerton, like was the, well, we we're gonna try. We're gonna Oof. like we we had these, you know, we had the Blue Album, big hit, right? Giant hit, right down the you know middle of the road, you know, kind of thing. And then we're like, hey, let's make Pinkerton. Weird off the wall yeah not cool like or you know like it was it was great it was great but it wasn't commercially successful and they stepped away they're a weird example because they are so popular then they make beverly hills you know in the mid-2000s and stuff and not that beverly hills is a bad song but it's a very simple song it's very straight there's no subtext to beverly hills (laughs) no no no, no they, that that's not one but you they you're thinking, embr- Cap, they, but they embraced the we're gonna just make the same version of the same song or different versions of the same song over yeah. and over again, right? They're not a good example. Neil Young this deciding he wants to write a you know a, a electronic album or a, a rockabilly album in the eighties or sure. you know go off and start a whole new band and start for the 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 farming community of the Midwest, you know, in America. Like those are all cha- like chances that he took. Those are all things that like. Mm. Maybe weren't commercially successful, but or like, paid off. They did not pay off. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Farm Aid did. I mean, he. Lit- he started Farm Aid. He started Farm Aid. Yeah, 
I thought that was Willie. No, I mean, well, Willie was a part of it, but you know, Neil Young was the driving force behind Farm Aid. I thought Willie was the driving force behind Farm Aid. No, Willie was getting uh, <laughs> uh, asterisked by the IRS at that point in time, so he needed to get going. But it was a, Those it was assholes. They are assholes. They went coming after, after Amer- the, the law, red-headed, the stranger. red-headed stranger. <laughs> exactly. I, I like the first time I ever heard somebody refer to Willie Nelson as the red-headed, as the stranger. red-headed stranger. I was so fucking confused. Why is the red-headed stranger? <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? I, I had no idea that he had red hair. Well, yeah, it, he's it, had white well, hair for most of your life. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, he doesn't know. Like, I, he is one of your kind. Yeah, I'm like, what do you mean? Did you like? Did you like Willie Nelson more after you realized he was one of you? Um, no, because I'm a staunch, uh, I'm anti-narcotics. So. Oh. Yeah. Wow. The hard line. It's a hard so line. It's, it's no no smoking yeah. reefer. Nope. You don't even tolerate it from your musical artists. D- exactly. So Christopher Nolan has never smoking a joint in the world. Not that I life. know. I hear, listen, here's the deal. He's never made a whole movie about how awesome weed is. <laughs> He's not an with, advocate for weed, I'll say that. But with uh with the So you'll be boycotting the uh Super Bowl halftime show, I'm sure I'm sure. Oh, uh definitely. Yeah. Uh Mary J. Blige, um no. Yeah. Hard pass. Gotcha. So much drama in the LBC. Not happening on my watch. I'll go. I'm going to flip over to the puppy bowl, you fucks. Okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. But again, like, so you can give, I mean, they're going to make so many movies. Or right. Right. Albums. Yes. Not everything's going to hit. You can't expect perfection. I mean, right. that's, that's a difficult bar to put on anybody. And here's the, I mean, like, I love the shit out of Memento, like as a fresh, like watching that as a freshman in college, it's just like. As a freshman film student, uh, Memento like, was basically like, crack to. It's like, oh my fucking god, holy shit! And then you immediately go and try to make that movie. I a did million not. Times. I did not try to make that. Movie. I I, I remember the first movie I made for film school was Black and White, and that was part partly due to, <laughs> to fucking Memento. Memento. I've never it's the shittiest trope, but it it was exactly like, like every college student wants to make a film about like like people getting kidnapped. Like that's always the big thing. Is like. Making it like someone like somebody. I want to make a crime movie. I want to make that's what I want to do. I want to make a crime movie. No sense of budget. They no. We don't have a budget. We barely have the a technique. functioning car. Does anybody <laughs> have a prop gun? Oh, no. no. You, you got a can of spray paint and access to the dollar store. That's what we got. Okay, good <laughs> enough. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll make a movie about uh, you know, crime and people getting kidnapped and yeah. murdered and hey, is any is anyone here not twenty? Right. Oh yeah, no? Fuck. No. Okay, so everyone's gonna be the same Everybody's age. Everybody's gonna be the same age, but you're gonna be the mod boss, right? Yep. Okay. Cool. Okay, done. Yep. Cool. I luckily <laughs> I did not fall into that trap at all. Oh, congratulations. Oh, no, I'm just saying I'm just letting you know. I feel like so much I I made a mockumentary about a fictional confetti company. That's what I made. <laughs> <laughs> I made it like it's the his, history of fancy fetty uh fucking uh a confetti company okay. in their, you know, their long storied history. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought that was funny. How much confetti was in the movie? Uh, uh, I went out and I bought like 10 bags of confetti, okay. like different shaped. And we wrote a little song, not really wrote cause it was like a n- different version of happy birthday. Oh, have you ever heard like that variated version of happy birthday? Mm-mm. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. Ooh, he got, he a, got, a, little, got a little clap in there. A little clap <laughs> in action. Documentaries. Uh, we heard it at the at the roller rink 
and we're like, what kind of bullshit fucking song work around is this uh, the fucking bullshit uh, you know Sony copyright on mm-hmm. Happy Birthday? Okay, like what the fuck is this? And it always stuck in our head, so we changed it to Fancy Fetty, and that was uh, you never got sued. Didn't, didn't get sued once. Wow. Now that I say that, now that you say that, here comes legalese. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, so yeah, that's what that's the kind of garbage I made. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I not which I thought was in the realm of possibility, and I did get old people. I, to, I got old people to sit there and say that they're the historian for the fancy fetty company as compared to well it's a good feather in your cap got it i'm happy you're an artist now that you can finally uh look back on that <laughs> it's garbage well of course everything anyone makes in film school is garbage and even people <laughs> going to be very successful making yeah. films would agree that everything you make because you don't know what you're doing that's the whole thing and that's, that's part the of the learning process you know and, and not to bring up this jordan peterson uh thing that i was listening to on joe rogan but again he's talking about uh creative like being creative like yeah. how and actually how rare of a trait it is in human psyche many people think they're creative but then when you ask them like oh well have you like and this is what he says he's like have you like painted a portrait have you written a song have you uh like written a play like have you like what have you done that's been creative and, i've done all of those things right but again <laughs> i would consider you a creative person right and i'm I, just making sure i'm ticking my box no when, it, well, when he was going through i was like okay yeah i painted a portrait for many songs yeah, absolutely i've never written a play and that's true but i've written screenplays i mean but, my, you know, my song was uh who's gonna brush their teeth but i'm gonna count that you can count that but again it's a, a lot of people that don't but that consider themselves creative people when you don't take the steps yeah. and part of what he was talking about and again i don't want to make it all about just jordan peterson on joe rogan but yeah it's it basically having uh, being creative is having uh having a thought that's outside of the accepted norms of mm. how to function in society yeah right so like when you have a when you have an idea and you and i the kind of i think that's the basis of our friendship is that we're not afraid to say an idea to the other person right and because right. i know you'll shit on it immediately but right i mean like the idea that we're friends i'm gonna shit on that <laughs> you'll, you'll shit on that probably more that. so than my idea right yeah right <laughs> yeah but the idea that we yeah. can sit back and like throw things out and pitch things uh, out yeah like when we were driving back from the you know from one of the shoots and we were annoying the hell out of our other friend oh, just riffing <laughs> on if, yeah. your clapping yeah behind the music yeah. show that we were doing like yeah that's us just throwing ideas out and then just right. living in a world we're for a living, little bit yeah and that's fun it, that's what i enjoy and i enjoy the hell out of it too to so many people that we interact with on a daily basis they in the amount of people that have said, I have no idea what you guys are talking about at any point in time. <laughs> that has never been told to me more so than in context with you. Right. In, in my I, entire I, life. And I, I appreciate it. And I enjoy I mean, listen, I enjoy I enjoy thinking and I love world building. And that's why rules are like that's why rules are important to me. Yeah. Like when you're building world, it's just like, okay, what are the actual rules of this? Yep. Uh I, I love being like being creative is it's very fun and I enjoy thinking about things yeah. like a lot. Like, I mean, I love coming up with worlds and that's, I mean, and that's why, you know, I've got a, you know, a thousand movie ideas that will never come to fruition ever. Well, and and that's, and that's fine. And that's where I'm idealistic. And I, I always want to live in that world of everything. Anything can happen. So anything, why shut, shut the door on it? Right. I'm but, not saying, well, I, I'm just saying when I said that Richard Gere should play the Marlins guy and you said no that hurt me that hurt you well that's not true no no remember when remember when Richard Gere should play the Marlins guy mm-hmm. that was last week it wasn't that long ago no oh, that was a week ago yeah man oh weird um yeah <clears throat> I, I 
But I think the idea, I, going I, back to hit the point of like having, Pearson. well, just having having a creative thought is putting yourself out there. Is yeah. saying, right. um, what if we did this, or what if I did this, or hey, look what I did. It's a thing that is very scary to somebody, and even someone that thinks they're creative but that has never really done anything. Right. The idea of being creative is comforting, right? Mm-hmm. So, if I think I'm creative, then I in don't my actually... in my world I am creative. But if I never do anything because I'm so scared, this is the thing that I've run into with being a musician in bands. There are so many people that can play music, mm. right? Yeah. But then when it comes down to sitting down and writing a song, they cannot do it. Or yeah. even just improv It happens, it, I guess music probably is probably the easiest way that I can communicate it, where mm. I know so many musicians that can play songs that other people wrote verbatim, note for note, perfectly. Yeah. They can do it every right. time. Right. And I'm like, hey, we're going to riff. Or we're just going to jam on these four chords. Okay. Can't do it. What do you mean? Can't do it. I don't know what, I don't know. Just take the same, yeah, take the same approach that you have for learning all that stuff, the same techniques that you have, the same knowledge that you have, and we're just going to apply it to something that doesn't exist right now. Yeah. And I I can't tell you how it's going to go because you're going to determine how it goes, right? Even the, even chord structure, like even how a chord progression where, oh, let's just make up a song right now. Okay, well, there's rules to that. There's like there's simple rules. There's yeah. like even really boring rules. Like I can. You can't do it in five eight. You can't do it in five right. If we're gonna boil it down to its simplest, most simplest thing, right? There are people absolutely you can jam on five eight if you want. But fuck it, who cares? <laughs> but but when you're throwing like we're gonna make a we're gonna jam on a riff, we're gonna make up a song as we go along, yeah. right? There are certain boundaries that you already have that are built into your musical knowledge. Right. I'm gonna play G D. E minor and C, right? That's Wagon Wheel, okay, by the way. It's okay. the entirety of Wagon Wheel. The amount of people that can't follow you by just saying, like, I'm just making up these chords as I'm going along, right? I'm playing G, D, E minor, and C. All right, cool. We're just going to make up this song. And they're like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. But you say, hey, wait, wait, stop. Let's play Wagon Wheel. They're like, oh, yeah, I know Wagon Wheel. And they start doing the same thing. That's, that is uh, the difference, I think, of what he's talking about, being creative versus just having, like, a, a skill in something, you know? Yeah, right. But I, I, and I get that. And being able to, uh, being able to put pieces together. I mean, that's that's really important. I mean, just being able to see this is not one totality. You know, wagon wagon wheel is a song. It is one unit, mm-hmm. but it's made of so many other separate units in there together. Not being able to take that apart and pull it apart and put it together in another way. That's I don't I don't know I guess that's well a, as a, like, somebody not playing with Legos enough I guess I don't know well it's just, it's a thing that I dealt with when I was when I was learning how to play guitar like I was it really been heavy, heavy metal and again so you're looking at something that's a very complex new music metal style. no heavy metal and I was just very into high like complex heavy metal yeah right so you can come up with a riff right I'm coming up with a riff here I come up with a riff yeah I'm like how do I go to the next part of the song when I don't know what the next part of the song right. is? That thing plagued me forever. I was like, mm. how do I come up with the next riff? All right. So then I'm like, all right, I write another riff. Okay. And, then and I'm going to try to like, I'm going to try to, yeah, I'm going to try to blend the two. Right. I'm trying to like merge the two together. Well, if I don't understand music theory or I don't understand like I'm in the same key or even just rhythmic patterns, like right. it, it transitions and shit like that. And it plagued me forever. So I would have just hours and hours and hours and hours of single like 16 bar riffs you know maybe i could get if i could if i could play it long enough i could get to the next part you know but again the the style of music i was doing is not just like 
Bob Dylan style folk music where like here's a chord to another chord to another chord and if I just go to this chord I'm in the new part of the song right. so part of it was the music genre that I was in but I remember I had a guitar teacher when I was in college and I, I was just explaining it to him and he was like all right what we need to do is just kind of boil it down to simple songs like you just kind of need to understand like what, what is, is a song? what is a simple song and we went to Weezer we went to Weezer's uh, Island in the Sun and uh, some Sheryl Crow song and soak up the sun might have been, might have been. Because it was about the same same time. Uh, yeah, Island it, in the Island might have been. No, when it, was it Island in the Sun? No, was it? What's the? Yeah, it's Island. What's the song? Island and Island in the Sun is what it's called. Yep, yep. Yep. So we just broke down those two songs, and I cannot mm-hmm. tell you how helpful that was to just break down the song and then just kind of figure out how to merge, not merge, but just understand. Where the next where part the of the progression, song, where the how, progression how can, was how can you go from verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, verse, just, bridge, yeah, chorus. just understand musically how you can get from one place to another, yeah, with without creating a, jarring, yeah, without being jarring and make it seem like you're on a path instead yeah. of just like, and now we're here, you know, it's without like, any explanations and like, the rules involved. Hey, Noah, this is my song that has five choruses. This is that's what it is. A lot of the stuff we just saw in that telethon, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just five choruses. That's yep. what we got. And at the end of the day, yeah, this could be a podcast. Uh, we'll see you at the red light district telethon. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening. Nathan came in hard, and we really appreciate that. And we hope you guys come in hard too. So please be sure to click on the links below. You know, just uh, let us know what you think of the show. Any 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 reviews would be great. Like yeah, just send us a review. Hutchinson, Kansas, whatever. Yeah, Hutchinson, Kansas. You got a lovely downtown. I love just. I can't wait to visit sometime mm-hmm. soon. Please uh, don't tell Tony Robbins that I owe him money, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's highly litigious. He will come after me so bad. Okay. All right. Bye.